I recently had a chance to sit in a room with 20 other people who all make over a million dollars a year in their business. Some of them made over $10 million a year. And I had some really key takeaways that I would love to share with you guys because some of these principles are things that you can apply directly to your Etsy shops today. And the thing I wanna talk about today will help your business have a million dollar future. And this thing is the better, more new principle. So I talk to Etsy sellers every single day. And so many of you are asking me, what should I focus on? Should I create a new shop? What do I do with these old listings that aren't selling? What do I do with my best sellers? Do I fix my bad listings? Do I leave the bad listings alone and only focus on building new listings? Should I totally scrap my shop and start a new one? Should I niche down more? Should I niche down less? Where the heck do I put my focus first? Prioritization is something that I see many Etsy sellers struggle with. So today I'm going to talk about exactly what to prioritize in your Etsy shop. And then I'm going to show you example Etsy shops and I'm gonna tell you exactly what I would prioritize if these were my shops. Let's get into it. Welcome back to my channel. My name is Dylan Jarris and I'm an Etsy seller of about seven years. I've sold over $1.5 million in revenue on this platform and it's over a million dollars in profit. My entire background is corporate e-commerce. So that is really infused into everything that I teach. And now I teach Etsy sellers how to build multi six figure shops for themselves. And that's with my program, multi six figure Etsy blueprint. So if you've been watching my videos for a while and you really want my hand in your business, just reach out and we can get you set up to work directly with me. So in today's video, we are going to talk about the better, more new principle. And this is all about prioritization in order to scale. So we wanna focus on better first, then more, then new in that order. And I learned this principle just recently, working with some really incredible business leaders, all making over a million dollars a year, and we applied this principle directly to our businesses. So now I'm gonna apply this to Etsy and specifically your shop. Number one, better. What are all the ways that we can make this shop better. Another way to look at it is what is the low hanging fruit? What can you do today to see results the fastest? So examples of this are your pricing, your photos, the way you package things. And with that, I'm talking about marketing, not your physical packaging, your SEO and the overall optimization of your listings. So really what we want to do here is absolutely exhaust the potential of what we have. So this means milk it for all it's worth. So now let's go into an example of what I would do for this Etsy shop to make it better. So this shop has over 3000 sales. They have just over 200 listings. Now there is a lot of low hanging fruit. Take a look at the SEO. If you hover over the titles, you'll see things like this pink cowboy boots with name diaper cover, Western bloomers, rodeo bloomers, pink baby bloomers, baby gift, cute baby girl gift, okay? So if you look at the SEO here, it's really chunking it up into these small pieces. And for example, someone would have to type in pink and then hope that this comes up. Pink alone, who's searching pink and then having this come up? No one's typing in just pink. So um, what I would do if I was gonna change this SEO is I would do something like baby girl name gift, embroidered baby name outfit, baby gift with name, ruffle, diaper, cover, baby, bloomer. So here's another one, gray seersucker personalized cowboy boot backpack. So what I'm noticing here is it's gonna show up if someone is looking for gray seersucker, but how many people are actually typing in gray seersucker? Is the person who's gonna buy this backpack, are they choosing it because it matched up with their search for gray seersucker? We wanna make sure that this matches up with what they were searching. So the person buying this is likely searching something a little less specific. Maybe they are searching 
searching neutral backpack kids. Maybe they're searching embroidered name backpack. Maybe they're searching toddler size backpack. Maybe they're not looking for a backpack with boots on it, but they think this is cute and they would buy it if they found it. So what I would call this instead for the SEO is neutral kids backpack, toddler backpack with name, embroidered backpack, kid name backpack. Some other low hanging fruit to make this a much better shop would be the photos. So the photos are definitely, you know, all the same background taken on a wood floor or something, but the photos are not doing the items justice. They can charge way more if they get their branding and their photos on point. So what I would say is fixing the photos is priority number one and adding the videos. If you have embroidered products in your shop, you absolutely need to have videos because you need to differentiate yourself from all the print on demand folks, right? So embroidery, you're charging a premium for that. And if they can't tell that it's embroidered from the listing photo or from search results when they're hovering over those listing photos, that's a big problem. So we need to make sure that you have good, good video, good photos. I would change out all the photos in this shop. If you look through, a lot of the photos also only have a picture of one item. Luckily they have a size chart, but that's really the only part they have. They don't have pictures of different angles. They don't have a Pinterest optimized photo. That's huge and that's missing. I would also be updating the branding in the shop. There's no announcement, no about section, no shop policies. There's very little outside of the reviews. The sections also are completely missing the SEO. I almost missed that. The descriptions, I'll just say they have a lot of opportunity. We're missing the SEO and there are so many different parts of a description that you need in order to convert a premium customer. And all of those are missing with the exception of dimensions. There's so much that this shop owner can do and I would love to help you if this is your shop. Another easy thing to do is duplicating the best sellers. So I'm noticing they haven't duplicated any of their best sellers. And obviously we wanna repackage it every time we do that. So after attacking the low hanging fruit and making things better, we need to focus on more. And the question here is really, what is stopping us from doing 10 times times more. And this is really all about fixing constraints. So what are constraints? Constraints are really all the bottlenecks in a business that are preventing it from growing. Examples of this could be, are you running out of design ideas? Is your creativity dwindling? Are you burned out creatively? Are you struggling to come up with new listing ideas? Are you short on time to create new listings? That could be another constraint. Are you simply spread too thin to where you don't have time to create new listings, drive more sales? Another thing that might be stopping you from doing 10 times more volume could be that you're just simply not the best value proposition out there. When you look at search results, when you see your product, is it the clear winner? So let's take a look at a shop and see what they could be doing differently in order to do 10 times more volume. So here's a shop that has 38 items, just over 500 sales. Let's take a look at what their potential constraints could be that are preventing them from doing 10 times more volume. With this, we're going to have to make some assumptions because we can't see the back end of what's going on with their business, with their life. But let's just say, for example, that maybe 80% of their sales were these ornaments because Christmas has passed, now their business has tanked. So 80% of those over 500 sales were from ornaments. So with that, the constraint really was their seasonal product mix. You know, they're so known for being a holiday Christmas business that right now they just can't pull a lever and do 10 times more volume. Another thing that could be stopping them is perhaps the time involved in making each order. So let's just say, for example, these happy birthday banners, let's just 
just say that each of them take about an hour and they're charging $30. Let's just guess that after shipping, costs, Etsy fees, maybe they're making $5 for that hour. Their hourly wage when making these items is just very low. Therefore, their hours are maxed out and they're working full-time hours, but they're only making $5 an hour because this is the only thing that's selling right now for them. There is like so much that this shop could do right now to be able to do 10 times more volume and to set themselves up to do that. I would ask yourself for your business, take a look at your business and see where your constraints are. What is preventing you from doing 10 times more? I would make a list of the top five things that are preventing you from doing 10 times the revenue that you're doing right now in your business. So what are the bottlenecks? Maybe it's traffic, maybe it's your time, maybe it's your lack of creativity, maybe it's just that your product simply is not the best. And put them in order of which one is the most serious limiting constraint. Okay, now the third stage of prioritization is focusing on the new. And with the new, it's the highest potential reward, but also the highest potential risk. So this could happen in three ways or three phases. So one is the same products, new variations. So that's like the least amount of risk with new, maybe new color or something. The second level of this is same customer, new product. So, okay, a little more risky. So maybe you sell baby bibs and now you're gonna add in baby pacifier clips, something like that. Now the third phase, or really level of this new is new customers plus new products. That level of this has the highest risk, but also potentially the highest reward because you're bringing in both new customers plus new products. So now I wanna take a look at an example of a digital planner shop. A lot of you guys have digital shops, so I'm gonna be trying to incorporate more examples that are using digital shops in my videos. Also, if you like my videos, please subscribe. If you just hit the subscribe button, that means a lot to me and it encourages me to keep making more videos. Let's take a look at this digital planner shop. So this one, they have a thousand sales. They only have eight listings. Now the listing photos, they all look the same, very low price point. They're all in one digital planners, simple planners, minimalist planners, monthly, weekly, daily planners. Basically looks like all pretty much very similar, if not the same thing. And they have a bestseller and then they have a couple listings with add to carts, quite a few listings with add to carts. But let's say they wanna do 10 times the volume. Let's say that they've attacked all the low hanging fruit, they've made things better. Then they've looked at, okay, what's stopping us from doing 10 times more volume? They've looked the constraints and the bottlenecks. Maybe it's that they're not getting enough traffic. Maybe they are running out of creative ideas to make the same product better and more unique than the competition. Maybe they simply don't have time to create new listings. So now let's focus on the new for this shop. And what would I do if this was my shop and I was trying to do something that would bring in the highest reward, but also perhaps the highest risk. So this shop is known for digital planners, minimalist digital planners. So what I would do is attack it in this order. We're gonna do same products, but different variations. We're gonna do same customer plus new products. And then we're gonna do new customers plus new products. So number one, same products, planners, new variation. Maybe the variation could be something about the layout, right? These are very boho minimalist. Maybe they could do something that's less minimal, less boho, maybe even more masculine or something like that. Or maybe they could make it much more fun and exciting and playful. So you could go one of the two ways, but it's still same product, daily, monthly, weekly planner, just different skew. The second way you could do this is to focus on the same customers, but then add in a new product, putting the planners into a printable format so they could print them, or maybe even putting the planners into a print-on-demand format so that it comes to them already printed and bound in a planner book. So that would be the same customer with a new product. Now, the third layer of this is new customers and new products. So if this was my shop and I was thinking, how do I bring in new customers plus new products? I would be looking at getting more specific and targeted towards 
profitable customer segments. So this is very general, minimalist digital planners. I mean, that could serve anyone, but maybe instead of targeting people who just generally like planners, we're more specific. And maybe we target people like moms, right? Maybe we target people like small business owners. So those are two potential customers that we could be adding in. So with that, we're gonna do it with new products. And these new products, it's gonna be really, really easy to bring in a whole set of new search volume because they're gonna have completely different long tail keywords than the standard simple product that you had started with. Let's say the new planners are something like a budgeting planner or a budgeting tool. Maybe this could be something like a Christmas gift checklist type of item. Or maybe this could be like a meal planner type of item. And that would be like targeted towards busy moms. These are all totally different products than what's in their shop right now. And they're bringing in new specific profitable customer segments. So that's gonna be the highest reward potentially, also the highest risk. So if you are looking at your shop and you are really thinking, I wonder what the path to scaling my business is, I would recommend looking at it in this framework. And that is more, better, new. And if you want help analyzing your business in this way and dissecting your business in this way to figure out, okay, what are the constraints that are stopping me from scaling? How can I get my shop to that next level? I feel so stuck, I'm spinning my wheels, or maybe you're seeing your sales decrease year over year, definitely reach out. I would love to work with you one-on-one -on -one and really help you turn the ship around and get to that next level. If you're interested in any of my help, just reach out on Instagram at Dylan Jarvis. Otherwise, I'll see you guys in the next video.